Hi, I'm Mant. And I'm her mom. And this is Mom, Mant, Books and Booze. This is the book club you have been looking for. Just a mother-daughter duo who enjoy reading and talking about books over drinks. We read the same books but have different outlooks. Come join us as we open a book, open a bottle, and open our minds. Hi, Matt. Hi, Mom. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I have been dying to record this this episode of Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty. This is what chapters 25 through 48. And yes, I was like, I had to really think about the chapters we were on. <laughs> but I've been dying to talk about this because you know we don't read on until yeah. we record. And so I really need to read on. So I'm ready to get this done. And this book is um, so good at that. Like this book is one of the uh, make you want to read on every single chapter. Oh, yes. But I I said this last time and I'm going to say it this time. After every chapter, I feel like I go, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and then it goes to something else and you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. Back it, up, back it up. Yeah. So before we get started, let's talk about what we're drinking. Yeah. Um, we're drinking the apple crumble. Yes. How cool is it that we found a cocktail called apple crumble? Isn't that what they're trying to perfect? Yes, for their the uh, Stan's mom. That's like the only thing she made. And it was the best. And so every time they go out to a restaurant, they have to order, if they have apple crumble, they have to order it to see if it's just like the grandma. Yeah. So, and there are tons of recipes for apple crumble cocktail. So if you, if you don't like this one, Google it. Cause there's tons of apple crumble cocktails. This one has one ounce of spiced rum, four ounces of apple juice, a half ounce of ginger ale, and then you can garnish it with a slice of apple. Of course. Um, yeah. And so you, you serve this over ice. Um, to me, it's more, I think it's more of a fall drink. Yeah. Like I feel weird drinking it. Yeah. Now. Um, spice rum is a big fall drink. Yeah. So yes. we had to pick it for this book, yes. but we're, we're recording this episode in beautiful spring. Yeah. And so I, this feels weird sipping a, a rum drink, a spiced rum drink, but it's good. Yeah. With the ginger ale, the ginger ale is a nice little change because, um, me and my husband actually drank, um, our drink of choice used to be apple juice and spiced rum because it tastes ah. like, like apple cider, just not hot. Uh-huh. Um, so that used to be like our drink of choice. We would always, um, want to drink that. And then, um, but the ginger ale makes it a little different. Adds a little yeah. spark to it. Yeah. A little sparkle, a little, yeah. If you're wanting a, um, a mocktail, I like, and, and usually I, I guess you'd have to heat this up. I've never tried it, not heat it up, but you could do apple juice and those little red hot candies. Ugh, I love those. Yeah. I do too. And put that in there. Ugh, that would be a yeah. good mocktail. 
I wonder well, if I might like that better than this. I might <laughs> wonder if you can melt red hots. I don't know. I do it in the crock pot. Yeah, so it automatically kind of melts. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I bet you could. You might have to put like a dabble of water maybe. Yeah, for it to go somewhere and not burn. But yeah, this is the perfect cocktail for this this book. And um, it was just funny that there was cocktails called apple crumble. I know. And as soon as like we had talked about the drink for this episode, um, you know, we wanted to stay away from tennis and because we already did a tennis drink, but the, uh -huh. apple, the apple crumble was a quick one because I mean, you could do anything with apple juice. Oh yeah. But it was yeah, nice. I love apple juice. Well. Apple juice is refreshing sometimes. Oh yeah. I love me some apple juice. All right. So now we have our cocktail to sip. Let's talk about this book. Oh my gosh. Oh my Ever I didn't. Well, I did not go back and listen to episode one. However, I think I said that that guy was coming back, that he was going to be important. What, the boyfriend? No, the Harry Haddad. Oh, yeah. I'm Henry, Harry, what is it? Harry, Harry Haddad. Yeah. No, you did. Because, but it, it makes sense because why was he such a big part? Like just him doing a comeback tour. Yeah, and making his dad mad years ago yeah. about changing. But what about why he changed? Oh, that was like, I really thought that is where we were going to end. Like when I was reading, I had forgotten uh -huh. after I was on. I was like, oh my gosh, this can't be where I end. Yeah, but yeah, their mom just didn't want, she, she didn't knew want that he was going to be that good. He's going to be, he was going to be all in with Harry. Like Stan was going to be all in with Harry and then not even care about the other kids' tennis careers. And like, and I, also she knew that Harry, is it Harry? Yes. That he was going to be that good. And she knew that it was going to take Stan away from the family. Well, that's so, I mean, how could he be mad about that? Well, I was thinking about this though. Um, and the kids were kind of mad too. They were like, well, how could you do that? Like Harry could have even been better if he had dad and all this stuff. And they were like, we didn't want tennis careers. And she, she was like, but you didn't know that then. Like, yeah, you, know, you wanted it then. But that would be hard for me because like, let's say I was like, I became, or I was on the road to be like a professional volleyball player or something. Okay. Um, and if I looked at it now and let's say you gave something up for me to potentially have that road, but then I didn't end up on that road, I would be kind of upset if you gave something up for that. I know, but I have to look at it from the mom side you're looking at it from the man side yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna look at it from the mom side like if if you had wanted to be a volleyball player mm -hmm. and you you all all in this stuff and then let's say your dad was coaching because lord knows you know what me <laughs> and this other girl your dad started coaching and she was like really good and he wanted to take her further I think I would stop it like, wait, whoa, you need to coach your daughter. Yeah. And see what happens with her. Don't let somebody else coach that one. Yeah. You know, 
I said, I like, I mean, I, I was like, oh, joy. Yeah, but um, like the kids were saying, that was Stan's like dream. What, like, it, I mean, he even like didn't want to go to Wimbledon because he thought the next time he was going to go, he's either coaching someone or one of his kids were going to be there. Yeah. So it was kind of like an or thing. Like, it's either my kids. Or- I know. But that, I think Stan knew that the kids weren't all in it. I mean, he went off that tirade last time. Yeah, I mean. Why they weren't gonna, he went, he nailed everybody. But why they weren't going to make it. He knew it. He did. And maybe Joy didn't. I think it's, I think it's so different for a mom. Mm-hmm. Well, she was also with them. I feel like she was more hands-on than he was. Uh-huh. Um, wow. I think he was there, but for the tennis perspective, I think Joy did a lot. Like they have a very um, old-fashioned marriage. Like she's yeah to a certain yeah yeah to a certain extent yeah. It seemed like she was the only one that cooked. She was the only one that cleaned. But yeah, I think she's the caregiver for everybody. Yeah, like I think Stan would be lost without her. Well, he is. Yeah, like they say that he looks terrible with her gone yeah because I'm I feel like she kept them all together and yeah and yeah I cannot wait to find out where she is I really hope she's not dead well do you think I mean they found that body in this section yeah y'all haven't read this y'all need to go ahead and stop (laughs) the podcast go back and read chapters 25 through 48 because we're going to Tail stuff, dun dun dun. <laughs> but um, when they said they'd found a body, I was like, okay, oh, is, it, is it is it Savannah or is it Joy? Is mm-hmm. it Savannah or is it Joy? Yeah. Or then I thought, oh Lord, what if they've killed Harry? Like, what if she went and I was like, whose body? And then of course, the next chapter they didn't tell me. And yeah, you had to you had to read more, but they this did. Put, makes you want to like turn through the pages. I did feel like they revealed that really quickly. Yeah, we didn't let that that they let it stew, but she didn't let it stew for too long. No, not at all. As soon as we had talked about it, because you were ahead of me uh-huh. reading, and you had already known. But as soon as we had talked about it, I got in my car and everything. I was listening, and I was like. Oh my gosh. Like, and also it was interesting that it was revealed by the detective very casually. She said, yeah, as soon as they found the body, they told us that it wasn't ours. Yeah. It was too old. It'd be yeah, too long. years old or something. But you know, you brought something up last time about her bicycle. We've not revisited who picked her bicycle up. He died. Oh, he died. Remember, it was so dramatic. The first chapter was the most dramatic thing I have ever read in a book. He picks up the bicycle and then gets T-boned. Like he was going to steal the bicycle. That's right. And they like, oh, and he died. Oh, so that's got to come back. There's something about her bicycle. Well, they mentioned the bicycle, like I think two other times. And they were like, that's why they checked the bike trail when they did a search and rescue or search party. Um, but, but they talked about how Joy was like, no, like, I hate that bike trail. That's not a good place to have a bike trail. But the committee didn't listen to her and she got. Uh-huh. 
So, but, was like, okay. So, so they've not found, they don't know where the bike is. No. It, if, if, if he had left the bike there, that might've given him a little more clues. Yeah. It feels like there's no way. And I'm not a police officer or anything or a detective, but I feel like there's no way to make that connection. Oh, this guy had a bike in his car and then he got T-bone and died. Yeah. We've got to bring that back, but you're not going to think, I hate to say it. You're not going to think these are connected, right? There's just no way. But we still don't know where Joy is. I feel like she got picked up by someone. I wonder if it's Harry's dad. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Well, I have this, this like one, the way we, the way it, we started getting a lot of information quickly. Mm-hmm. Like things started to add up and Joy and Stan were so on the same page. And mm-hmm. then they realized, wait a minute. She's Harry's sister. Well, when, yes. And with the photo album, you know, figuring that out. Uh Also with like Logan finding out she's a pathological liar. And then, oh yeah, um, that poor boyfriend. Oh, I know. He was like, (laughs) um, do anything to her. And then Brooke realizing like a banana triggering her memory that she has seen Savannah before. Uh-huh. Like all this came together so quickly. Um, what's his name? Tro- uh, Troy, Troy. blackmailed. I don't think Amy did anything, but she's been snooping anyway. Yeah. Because um, Logan and Brooke went to tell the parents, we know she's a pathological liar. Wait a minute. I've seen her before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't, she couldn't really figure out where she'd seen her. Yeah. She knew she had seen her pulling out the banana from her bag. So she yeah. at the tennis place. Now it was kind of crazy that all the little stories they told of a child were all the same story. And yeah, same- we're all Savannah, the all same day. Mm-hmm. And I, I was with Amy, like, dang, we all treated her terribly. That one day. Yeah. We shouldn't have held a grudge. It was one day. Come back again. Yeah, because she can, listen, those of you listening, Matt, 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 oh, yeah. um, held a grudge about some little girl taking. No, it was a woman. A woman, excuse taking me. Taking like six Chinese, those Chinese donuts, you know, at Chinese restaurants, like a, a buffet. There weren't many left. There was probably six there. And I was in line and she was too, like, she was in, in front of me. So I waited my turn. She took all of them. It like, that makes no sense. Like <laughs> it's a buffet. I understand they'll refill it. But if you know, people are waiting behind you and you take all of them. Um, and, and from, from her, the passion that she is telling this story, <laughs> you think this happened last Saturday. However, this happened what? Oh, I think I was like 15 eight. years ago. Oh, yeah, I think I was like eight. <laughs> <laughs> she still holds a grudge. Well, if we goes to a Chinese buffet and they have those, she'll be like, better not get the last one. Let me tell you but- though, if an eight-year-old, <laughs> eight-year-old can see the problem with you taking all the donuts, there's a problem. <laughs> Oh, so that said, Savannah holds a grudge probably 
probably more than you because well I don't know that was one day out of your life (laughs) with one person Uh, yeah hers kind of built up and like I could understand like that one day but I think she already didn't like that family because she thinks this family broke up her family right and they didn't directly it was her dad really that did it because he fully went into Harry being a tennis yeah and then bless her heart, her mom decided, well, if he's going to be a tennis star, she's going to be a ballet star. And, and now we know why she was eating. She's got an eating disorder on top of all that. And she, now they've, she barely slightly talked about her eating disorder. Like she said, that's how I can binge eat so well. Uh-huh. Like that's, yes, it was definitely an eating disorder. And a lot because, of- Because, you know, have- ballerinas are supposed to be- Tiny. Tiny. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them had already figured that out. Mm-hmm. I she loves to cook. How this author describes her being a pathological liar is so insane. It's so well written because she talks about how she goes through her repertoire of crying, laughing, smiling, and you can see her switch personalities or emotions like on a dime and like I love yeah. how they keep asking themselves is There's, this the real Savannah like how do we know this is even real emotion and yes that's scary. because I don't think I marked it but there was a place where she actually almost said like which personality do I let come mm-hmm. out yeah like this is I mean this we say she's holding a grudge, but this has changed her life, her personality, her. Yeah. It, it was trauma for her. Oh, for her family to be separated and her mom to, you know, not let her eat. And yeah, then she would go to her dad's and just pick out. And she was getting so many mixed messages from the world. Oh, yeah. And then how I really it's very interesting when she said, I really did like Joy. Like, I think she had really bad malintentions when she first came to that house, but then they were so nice to her. She was like, oh crap. And she was already in, she was already too deep. Right. And then I think she started liking the kids too. Yeah. I think she started, I think she wasn't going to do anything. I truly do. Now it was weird that she flipped and blackmailed Troy. That was a weird flip. I think. Um, I think that was a real, because it's very dramatic very quick and it I was it, and it was it came after the whole the whole um father's day thing well I think and, and she almost you like saw the kids suffered too well my issue is I think she thought again she's you can see a lot's going in her mind uh-huh I think that's how she thought that was her only way out she is a schemer she right get out of their lives easy easily and but that was I think she remembered why she went there in the first place yes and she couldn't just disappear she didn't feel like she could just disappear with joy just have gotten sick mm-hmm. it would have looked even weirder yeah for her to leave right then because she she talked like she really cared about joy she does again I think she remit like she finally found that she needed to get out 
because she wasn't getting what she was looking for. She uh-huh. was terrible. Yeah. But the only way she knows how to get out of something is to destroy it. True. Like that's, she's, uh-huh. and they talk about this actually in the book. They call it, you know, the self-sabotaging. Uh-huh. Like Amy talks about it, how she's a self-sabotager. Logan talks about how he's a self-sabotager. So I think Savannah is also a self-sabotager. She's like, yeah. this is the only way I can get out. I got to destroy their lives. Wow. She about did, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, uh, like I can understand, I can understand staying being like, like Troy, why do you even talk to me? Yeah. But he does treat Troy the worst. Yeah. Troy's the one that, I mean, he, he, like, I, if I was Troy, I would have been like, you didn't ask me about Harry when I fought him. Well, you just accused me of being a terrible sport. Oh, but Harry yeah. was cheating. Uh huh. So, yeah. I think he really treats Troy the worst. I mean, even Joy thinks it. Like, you called your own son idiotic or moronic. Yeah, and and I think Troy is the one because he seemed he played Harry like yeah he was he was kind of on maybe his level yeah. and so Troy feels like he has the most to he has to prove like that's why he talks about how much money he makes and has nice cars like I did this without tennis you know yeah and then he he was also the only one that went to college like university for a tennis scholarship they all Uh had opportunities but he's the only one that took it and also he is kind of the bad boy he's the one that sold drugs and like yeah got in like stuff with the law so he kind of has to admit hmm I like I feel like we know a lot about Troy yeah so I mean his wife's remarried. His ex-wife's remarried. And he's selling his embryo. There, he's giving, he's giving them the rights to yeah. use with another guy, which I think is going to come back. I yeah, think- because that that's got joy. That that really messed with joy. Uh-huh. But, like, and she wants grandchildren so badly. Like, but she's never said it. She was right. She's never said it out loud. She's never said it out loud. So, I don't, and who was it? You, you said something about, um, um, somebody saying poor joy if she's dead. Oh, he said something about a grandma. Oh, oh, they, when they, um, uh, when they announced that they found the body of a body, they announced it on the, um, radio and they said I hope it's not the grandma from Sydney or whatever and her friends were like she's not even a grandma and then she was like oh my gosh but she wants to be one so badly it'd be terrible that she'll never be able to be one and that and that did that gave me chills because I was like oh please don't let it be joy because that was before of course they announced that it wasn't but I was like oh please don't let it be joy I know but the whole her wanting to be a grandma has been a pretty big focus of this story. So that's got to play somehow. I have no idea. That's the thing. I have no idea. Like, usually I have a suspect by now. Yes. Usually I kind of can tell what's going to happen. 
I have no idea. Oh, and they bring up um, the friend and that she kissed her husband, her dead husband. Yes. And he's dead. And her friend knows. Yeah. Like that at the funeral, my daughter didn't know that she showed a picture of him flirting with another woman, but they're also casual about flirting. That's weird. I thought. So they're, they were like, oh, it's just harmless fun of flirting. Like Stan did it. I did it. We all flirted all the time. Uh-huh. So I wonder if she has, I don't know. They have hinted at something, you know, when Stan would leave, someone said, and I can't remember which kid it was. Maybe he was going to another family. They were like, maybe he had planned his freakouts. And he went to another. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. So I wonder if he did have another family. And that's why they stopped. He started just getting away from that family. I wonder if he was going to coach Harry. (gasps) Maybe. Huh. Now I want to go back and read like what was happening when he had the freak out. When he had the freak out on the highway. They were just fighting. The kids, the kids were fighting and getting on his nerves. I couldn't remember why he freaked out on, it was, I think it was Troy's birth. No, it was either Troy or Logan's birthday. And he brought him the Nestle chocolate bar. Yeah. So, I, mm. and then sometimes he's gone for days and sometimes he's only gone for hours. Yeah, but the only, the only time he was gone for day was like five, um, for five days. It was like, that was the longest time. And they keep repeating that. as like, oh, it was the one time he was gone for five days. But it never happened again. Like, it stopped when they got kind of in their teenager years, like preteen teenager years. Yeah. So why did it, it stop? So now maybe, you know, when um, Joy, uh-huh. when Joy was passing out, she said uh-huh. she saw a look in his face. And she said, don't you do it don't you do it and i think she saw that he was about to leave wow i don't some this book is so well written it is and we've noticed we didn't know this but this author wrote a show that i wrote a book wrote the book that inspired the show called the nine perfect strangers that show is so well written it's insane. It's about all these nine people that were perfect. Like she went through this person that ran this resort, went through their applications and were like, you have to come, you have to come because you will help each other's trauma. It was like a mental uh-huh. resort kind of thing. And she was microdosing them and all this fun stuff, but it was so well-written because all of a sudden you started seeing these little pieces that you could not guess. Like, oh, oh, that's why you're here to help with their trauma. Oh, that's why you're here to help with this trauma. Uh-huh. But they're really helping the main woman with her trauma kind of thing. But um, it's, she's very good at taking these little things that you don't think are important and making them majorly important. And I'm glad you said that because that's made me, this book has made me like oh that's like that came up 
it's kind of like you you're like wait a minute I ignored the banana story but now the banana story is important yeah I ignored that now it's important so I got to start really hyper focusing this is one of those books that you would after we read it and get the conclusion I want to go back and read it like skim yes it really quickly and it was the same with that show as soon as the show ended I was like man when they were talking about this these stories how did she know that that would help this person? Like, you know, uh-huh. it's really, I'm very yeah. with this book. I did not, I'll be honest, the description of this book didn't really have high hopes, but man, because you were like, I, I, I wanted it because it was like a good mystery. Uh-huh. Man, it's so much more. Yeah, this is, um, this, this would be a great movie. And it may be, I don't know um netflix special number two yeah exactly it was on hulu it's on hulu but um but i just i i'm like you usually we have a prediction by this point in the book and i I don't have a prediction i have nothing so listeners (laughs) predict something (laughs) predict to help us and watch See it something right there the entire time. That's what I'm worried about is that the collusion is going to be right there the entire time. And we're going to be like, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. All right. So listeners, you know, the drill, email us at mom.man.b2 at gmail.com. Yeah. Like us and comment on Facebook. What do you, do you call it liking on Instagram? Well, yeah, like, like, and follow on Instagram. Okay. There you go. Follow um, on Instagram. Also, uh, rate, like, download all that fun stuff on Apple podcasts and Spotify and any other places you listen to your podcast. Yeah. Tell your friends, mm-hmm. stop people in the grocery store. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Stop people in bookstores. When you go into a bookstore and you're buying a book, say, oh, did you know there's a podcast about that book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Encourage people to read our books. Say, oh, yes. I had a good book for you. Yes. Help it's- us out there, listeners. But really, we want to know your predictions. Yes. Let's be serious. Let's we be- need some predictions because I have none. I have none. And we're I- usually the predictors. I know. I know. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's the drink. Maybe it's too folly, and we can't <laughs> we can't get it's our thing on our minds. Yeah, but we hope you're enjoying this book. Again, let us know what you think about the book at yep. all those spots that I won't say all over again. <laughs> um, but we got the end of the book to read, so can't wait to see you next time when we can talk about the end of the book and we'll be so excited read them all i know thank you for joining us as we open a a bottle oh open a book open a bottle and open our minds see you next time yeah